You're listening to a podcast from the University of Warwick. This series was produced as part of the conference All Together Now, British Theatre After Multiculturalism. The conference was organised in collaboration with the British Theatre Consortium. In this episode, we hear from Barry Rutter, founder and artistic director of Northern Broadside's Theatre Company, speaking as part of the panel discussion, A National Narrative. The stuff of human conflict uh, is always contemporary. And that's exactly what uh, um, Howard has just ended on, uh, and which uh, 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 Michael alluded to as well. Going right back to the Greeks, whatever else these plays are, these great classical plays, they are and still are a battle with the human conflict. You don't have to dress Macbeth up in a flag of Bosnia to tell it's about the... Or whatever. You, don't, you don't have to give him a machine gun. You don't have to give him a Kalashnikov to say, ooh, aren't we being modern? With that sort of uh, claptrap that I think is too often on the classical stage. Um, because whatever they are, they contain the stuff of human conflict. There's a great umbilical cord in great classic plays. That's why they exist. And yes, they get looked at in their own time and rewritten and redone, uh, especially as the Greeks are in a foreign language, so we have to, we owe a duty to them. But yeah, that umbilical cord between us, between men and women, between men and men, between uh, parent and child, it never, ever leaves us. And that is one of the great denotions of being a classic play. And that's why I love them, because I love, I love them. I don't like cup of tea plays, where you have to piss about, ringing a doorbell, coming downstairs, taking your coat off, and having a cup of tea, and plays exist like that. I'm not saying you can't have a good time at them. I'm not saying they don't take class and a lot of time to write. I'm saying they don't bloody interest me. Because by the time you've took your coat off and had a cup of tea, Shakespeare's been to the moon and back. Medea's pissed off on a golden chariot sent by her grandfather, the sun, and she gets away with it. No wonder Euripides only won the third prize that year, because she kills every bugger and gets away with it. You can see the elders in the front row at the Theatre of Dionysus saying, we're not having that. Third prize. Don't give him first prize. But great classical language is food to me, and, you know, uh, uh, often these uh, uh, conferences are people mostly, mostly, and I apologise for people who I don't know, by non-performers, because you're the movers and shakers. And, well, I'm one of them as well, because you know, I founded a company, I'm an administrator, I, do, I talk to agents and tell them to piss off, I talk to Arts Council, and when they say, what's your policy, I say, it's on bloody stage tonight, come and see it. Um, so, you know, as well as being a performer, as well as being a performer, and I get the juice of performance. I get the rock and roll of these great lines. And I love that. And that, that's, what, that's, that's food. It's great chillings of food. Wonderful food. And it's the greatest, safest drug in the world. And I, lo you know, I hope I keep all my faculties and keep on being able to do it as well. One of the nicest things when uh, uh, I went to... Elsica, which is a little tiny town outside Barnsley. It's now a sort of railway centre, and there are big sheds there which used to house and build railway cars. 
and we went into this tarted up shed 21 and performed Shakespeare. A little old woman from the town of Elsica came. I don't think she'd been to the theatre in her life. I don't think she'd even been to Barnsley, that great metropolis just five mile away. <laughs> she'd lived and born and, and developed in Elsica, but she'd worked in shed 21 as a young lass. So she was interested in seeing what was on in Shed 21 as this northern broadside circus moved into town. And she saw the Shakespeare and she was overheard coming out and she said, well, that were nice. That were very nice. And if it had been any nicer, it would have been right nice. <laughs> now, if you examine that, you don't know what the bloody hell it means, except you do. You know exactly what it means. And one of the wonderful things uh, that, uh, that has happened since 92, since I created a, a, a company, uh, is the collection and the embracing of wonderful audiences. When we first went into Skipton Cattle Market, I know David saw Twelfth Night there years ago. When we first went in there, they sold sheep on a Wednesday, took the ring down, hosed it down, and sold us doing Shakespeare on a Thursday. And I got one letter saying, Dear Mr. Rutter, we really loved what you did in our cattle market uh, a month ago. Unfortunately, we can't come to your next production because we're lambing. I sent the bloody letter to a, a gallery because he was, he was Minister for the Arts or Head of the Arts Council. I used to send him all these letters. He used to, when he used to come up to Halifax to see Sir Ernest he used to say, Rutter, stop sending me these letters. <laughs> Everyone I used to send it, we're lambing straight to gallery. See, let him make it stuff of it. Um, and alongside that, by playing things like... Uh, uh, it, it doesn't happen quite so much now because PC and health and fucking safety have got in the way. Uh, there are still found spaces and there are still exciting spaces that aren't, that aren't armchair theatres. Um, but they, they become less and less... Oh. Before the great world of PC... Before it became legal and all like that, I'd, I'd just started Northern Broadside. We'd just done Richard III in 92. And I was in my office, and I got a phone call. And it's uh, obviously a, an office junior. And she, she said she was ringing up from a government uh, office doing surveys. She didn't know who she was ringing. She didn't know what she was ringing in terms of a theatre company. But she said, Mr. Rutter... Yes. You're a company. Your company number's so-and-so, and you registered card. It went through all that bureaucracy. Yes. She said, I'm just doing this minor government survey about people's ability at work. Do you have people in your company that have varying abilities? <laughs> I couldn't resist it. I said, look, love, Every production I do, and she didn't know what that was. She didn't know what that meant. I said, every production I do, I've got at least four who are unable to act. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, out of how many? And I said, 15. She said, that's well above the national average. Thank you very much. And put the phone down. <laughs> Completely blind to what we were doing. I thought that was wonderful. And, and, 
and, and Howard spoke about accidents as well and the sheer serendipity of, of, of our profession sometimes. And Northern Broadside nearly didn't happen. The whole thing was all set up, all sorted out. We were a great support from Bradford Theatres, from my own town of Hull, who were who for the first time in its 700 years was having a festival. Um, Yorkshire Arts as was, uh, help from the Arts Council touring, and it all fell through. It all fell through because it was too expensive. So I'm lying there. I say lying there. This is the point of the story. I'm trying to resurrect it from lying down. I eventually get Andy. Uh, I forget his surname. Head of touring at the Arts Council in 91, 92. Big, tall chap, about six foot seven. He had to duck under every bloody door he had to go into. I can't remember his surname. Anyway. I'd rang him up and I said, look, it's all off because it's uh, a bit too expensive. Uh, he said, oh, well, you know, good lad for trying and all like that. And then he said, what's up with your throat? I said, well, I'm a bit croaky. He said, yeah, but what are you croaky for? I said, I've just had hernia operation. He said, when? I said, 10 o'clock this morning. He said, you've just had an hernia operation and you are trying to resurrect. And re He said, put the phone down. And I put the phone down, and he rang me back at half past two, and the whole bloody thing was on again. He found some extra money. Now, I'm not saying if you want to form your own theatre company, <laughs> go and have an hernia operation, but it happened that day, and then people came around and visited, and it was all on again. But that sweet serendipity that sometimes can happen, of which we have no control whatsoever. You know, I wasn't playing the violin laid in bed, saying, oh, I'm terribly... I would just stay there with a fucking great ache down there, hurt when I laughed, hurt when I sneezed, trying to resurrect an idea which I thought was a good one. And to be fair, I only had one good idea. I never knew there'd be a year two, certainly not a year 17 and 18, which is what I do now. So again, sweet serendipity, but you know, you take your chance and that's always part of the theatrical uh, journey as well. Uh, just in terms of... Um, the history, the, you know, the, the future history, what I'm fed up of, and it happened last week again, another fucking Secretary of State for Culture and Sport, why don't they put somebody in the job who really wants it and leave them alone for at least for the length of a parliament? Because how many have we seen, how many have I seen since 92? There's about 10 of, ten of the buggers. You know, and they come in and they want to change this and then you get all these things and, all, and, and then you've got to tick all these bleeding boxes because someone else comes in. Leave us alone. My administrator yesterday was filling in this thing on, 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 the, on the computer sent from Yorkshire Arts. And you can't go on to the next page on this thing until you've really filled in this proper page. But she couldn't fill it in because she didn't have any information. So she tried to go to the next page. They sent an email from Dewsbury saying, we see you, fucking big brother. They knew what she was doing in Dewsbury. I felt like getting in my car and going there and throttling them and saying, leave us alone. I put bloody plays on. I don't want all this. Some jumped up fucking secretary who's going to leave next week. It's all that, leave us alone. We're actually very good. Britain itself is bloody good. It is still the most fertile, theatrically and culturally, country in the world. Just travel. Just go. You'll see pockets which are dynamite. 
everywhere you go around the world, you'll see little pockets of dynamite. Britain has a plethora of writers in comparison to the rest of the world. We have a whole history of all creative artists, whether they're sculptors, whether they're painters, whether they're theatre people. We're bloody good. And I don't care who knows about uh, uh, who knows about it, who gets shouted at that we are good. Leave us alone. Stop pissing about from number 10 or whatever number it, 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 it happens in, in, in the government. Leave us alone. The last census, 3 point odd billion or 2 point odd billion went back to the Chancellor because of the 500 million that the arts gets in this country with all the, relative, all the related uh, industries that that, that that 500 million breeds. We earn good money for this bloody country. That 500 million sponsorship is not dead money. You don't just get a right to fail with 500 million quid, whether you're in a museum or wherever. It's good money, and it breeds good money. And we do help to build hospitals. That's always the thing. You know, whenever there's a rise in the arts budget, these twats on Radio 5 and all like that, they come on and they say, and what about how many hospitals could that build? You say, we're building them already. Leave us alone. So that's, that's what I want for the future sort of uh, history to be, you know, and on a personal level, I'm a bit of a dinosaur. I've, I've already said I love big language. I love the classics. That's why I do them. I am not a great fan of the so-called, when theatre people are called upon to embrace the new technologies. I can't give a fuck about the new technologies. I don't want two-dimensional screens when you have rhyming couplets. I don't want, you know, screens telling you what to do, like a, a seashore in King Lear. They're in a bloody seashore, it's in the mind. You know, all that literalness, that two-dimensional literalness that often goes on in productions today, screens, get rid of them. I love them in the, in the, in the cinema, it's what, it's what a screen is, the cinema or television, the radio, whatever. Words are the thing about theatre, and I don't care who knows it. Or at least, I don't care who knows my enthusiasm for words and the discourse of human conflict. That's what's exciting. Um, and, and, and that's why, you know, I, I, don't, I, I don't mind being a dinosaur. I don't care. I'm not interested in how bloody good people are flying with a whole scene of London behind them on film in the theatre. I'm not bothered, don't interest me. Watch telly, watch a film. So that's my future, that's my sort of future history, if you like, the continuation of classic plays and along with the uh, embracing and nurture and care and love of writers who want to write specifically for obviously subjects they know, ob often for writers, uh, for actors they know, and often in spaces they know, all the great ones throughout history that I really admire, all possibly knew the actors they were writing for and the spaces they were writing for. From Aeschylus through to Shakespeare, through to Moliere, through to Brecht, through to the modern playwrights, my particular guru being Tony Harrison. And I've done site-specific stuff for him in Delphi and in Austria and in, uh, in, in the National Theatre. So that, it's me, give us the food.
That's, that's my great plea. Give us the food, or let us continue having the food of great classical plays. And then the history of the theatre and, the, and, and the, the goodness, the sheer goodness, will all come through that juice um, and be enjoyed by, by everybody. Thank you. This conference was supported by the School of Theatre Performance and Cultural Policy Studies at the University of Warwick, Warwick Arts Centre, the Humanities Research Centre at the University of Warwick, and the Department of Drama and Theatre at Royal Holloway. <laughs>